0: welcome to uh whatever this is i think that's just gonna be in the title of of whatever it is i make Uh, This is John Comey. It's been way too long since there's been a pod that I've done. I I I think it's been over the like since the winter. I don't know. I I was gonna do a pod like all the time, and then uh, the school year just became absolutely crazy, and doing a pod became kind of laborious. I'm not even sure if that's a word. It it just was. A lot. I'm off this week. It is uh June 13th, 2022. It is a Monday. I'm trying something different. Um, it's not like different, different, but I'm going to try something that will hopefully keep us, uh, uh, keep me, I guess I should say in a regular podcasting creation mode. I'm going to try and do six pods a week. And Anybody who knows me knows that this is likely unsustainable, but uh, the method in which I am attempting to do this, at least, uh, I think it's it, it might be sustainable. I'm going to be looking at a division a day, uh, looking at each team in a division, trying to get all 30 teams a little bit of love every week. Uh, whether that, uh, you know, and I'm already looking, I'm like, I want to do some pod, uh, some prospect pods. Uh, So there's already a fault in this system, but I'm going to make it a, an attempt. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit biased and I'm going to do the AL East today. So uh, if you're an AL East person, you're welcome. You're a rest of the league person. Um, You're still welcome because it's content. Uh so I'm gonna do this in order from last to first. Hopefully you don't hear me clicking on the mouse. Um but the standings as of today, Toronto at 40 and 25. They're a game and a half up on the Rays, who are 39 and 27. Baltimore, five games back, 36 and 31, Boston, uh winners of three in a row. But that makes them 30 and 36, 10 and a half back. And then we have the New York Yankees at 15 and 52. They're 26 games back. Uh, It is too early to be looking at wild card things. But the Rays currently hold the second wild card spot. uh, Two games up on the Astros. uh, And three and a half up on the Orioles, who are tied for fourth- In a three wildcard field. One and a half games back with Minnesota and Detroit. Boston currently seven games back of the final wildcard spot. And then the Yankees 22 and a half games back. Uh, Let's start with the Yankees. The Yankees had their first... They've not had a winning week this year. They've not, not had a single one. But they have had two... Five hundred weeks, and they had one last week. It was their first one um, since May eighth through the fourteenth. They went three and three that week. Uh, they won three games at Chicago that week uh, at the White Sox. Uh, don't know if that really counts per se. Th- this past week was way more um, impressive in that they took 2 out of 3 in Minnesota which is uh considering Minnesota uh well I guess they just had 2 out of 3 taken um from them by the Rays so I uh I don't know the the I'm not really sure what to make of the Twins right now we'll we'll look at that either tomorrow or or Wednesday probably Wednesday but the Yankees uh they won three two and eight uh, seven, in Minnesota after losing ten to four. If we look at them right, uh, look at their info. They're pretty consistent. They're seven and twenty six at home and eight and twenty six on the road. They're six and ten in one run games. They're three and fourteen against left handers. That's kind of their uh their their big issue uh, outside of pitching, in which they are last in the AL in. Everything but strikeouts, where they are 14th. Uh, they're also last in offense, or not offense, and de- defense. The, you know, the opposite of offense. Um, they also have the most strikeouts, uh, offense-wise, in the AL, uh, and the worst average and the worst on-base percentage, and the least amount of WAR, uh, least amount of hits. Like they do rank first in home runs. They do rank first in home runs that of course um really uh do to Paul Robbins rule 5 pick probably the best rule 5 pick this year honestly I haven't looked at that um he's hitting 242 with 17 homers 30 RBIs his 30 homers are 30 RBIs off of 17 Home runs, which is impressive. Does have an 880 OPS, which is pretty solid. Um R. I has 16 homers, so does uh Fremil Reyes, but they're both hitting about 210. Uh I, I it's pretty easy to say that Robbins um and Ramon Ortiz, who's hitting 253 with a 292 on base percentage. Um, well, I guess, you know, you got to put Gary Sanchez in there. You got you to put Gary Sanchez in there. He does have an 876 OPS. Uh, he's got 31 RBIs from 17 homers, which is, uh, oh, I wonder if you're going to hear the motorcycle going by me. I bet you do. I bet you do. I hate motorcycles. Um, I got I to soundproof my office. I've been meaning to do that for a while. It's not as bad as uh, when the motorcycles decided they want to parade around. Um, I do live in an area. I live in a really quiet neighborhood, which makes the uh, jackass motorcycles stick out way more, way more. Um, the issue for the Yankees, and maybe it won't be one by the time this, by by the time Monday plays, but Paul Arrington, okay, I, I, let me preface. The issue for the Yankees, which is as if it's just one, but the current issue facing the Yankees today is the injury to Paul Arrington. We're not sure what it is um, as it is just a diagnosis right now. Um, if we go look at the injury log, see if we can find out. Anything here. Nope. Got nothing. Oh wait, there we go. Uh he it was a collision at a base. So uh that is very vague. Could be a concussion, could be a muscle. Like that that's one thing where I really get frustrated with the reports that we get in that sometimes it's not uh, all that um Detailed, so, but Paul Arrington, um, being potentially hurt for some form or fashion. I mean, he's only played in twenty games, but it is when he's somebody who plays four different positions and plays them all really well. Um, that is an issue. Now they're starting shortstop. Well, he's listed as their starting shortstop. I don't know if that's a recent thing. I guess it is. I guess it is a, a recent thing that he has um, come into the starting lineup. He started the year. This is this is amazing. He's, he started the year in AAA, hits 152 in AAA, and they bring him up because what else are you going to do? And he's hitting 279 at the parent club. Like it's amazing. You go, yeah, you 152. There's actually another player in the division uh, who who has done this. Uh, talk about him, um, probably briefly coming up. But uh, 152 with a 419 OPS, a 15 OPS plus. Now remember, OPS plus is on a scale of 100 is league average, and he had a. 15 OPS plus. Now last year in 84 played appearances with the parent club. He had an OPS plus of five. Five. That makes his 279, 384, 26 triple slash good for an 807 OPS plus, which uh, I believe it's gotta be the best of his career. Like there's nothing touching that. Yeah, he's never gotten close to an eight oh seven OPS plus. Um, he once had a OPS or OPS plus of one fifty eight. It's one twenty three this year, but he had an OPS plus of one fifty eight in thirty seven games in uh, Gwinnett uh, when he was at the Braves in their AAA uh, club. He's not touched anything remotely like his best OPS plus he had a 90 OPS plus in 2016 um in his first really extended action but that came with a 672 OPS uh his best OPS that that's his best OPS as a pro like as a as a major leaguer um yeah this is by far the best he's ever hit in his career. Now, granted, it's only twenty games, um, but it's another blow for the Yankees. Just as they started to kind of get going, um, you know, they they increased their their win total by twenty five percent. They had twelve wins last week. Now they have fifteen. Um, that's that's a when it rains it pours kind of moment. Um, they do have the Rays coming in this week. Um, looking like they're gonna have Kwang Hung Kim, uh, John Butler and Lucas Sims um starting for them, which is better than the Cal Quantrill and his one and ten record with an eight six five ERA. Uh not that uh Kim Butler or Sims has been okay. Uh 4.62 ERA. Um ERA plus near, you know, it's at 97. So near um, league average is averaging 10 Ks per nine innings. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of where the Yankees, like if you want to look at things that are going right, I mean, Sims has gone right. They are hitting a lot of home runs. Um, Michael Pineda is fine fine outside of that um not much is is going going right for them um and if you look at triple a um they have thomas miller down there he, he's 26 though he, he's got a um three and one record four saves 1.08 era and 16 point or 16 and two-thirds innings 21 strikeouts 12 hits allowed whip of uh 0.96. That's kind of the only thing going right for them down there outside of Roddy Shoulders. Roddy Shoulders doing really, you know, 305, 367, 536. Uh OPS plus a 145. He's got nine homers, 20 RBIs. I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't come back up just to play. I know he's 30. I know um he only had two twenty two in, in seven games and twelve played appearances, but I mean like why not just play him? Like right? he, he looks good. Like he looks reasonable. I mean let me put he looks reasonable. Um maybe he'll maybe he'll come up out of this. Uh I don't know. You know, they have Arthur Evans who is not playable um to replace Arrington. So maybe shoulders comes back up. Uh un, unsure on them. Uh, they're scheduled this upcoming week. Uh, like I said, they host the Rays and then they go to Toronto. Um they're off today, so that's a win. They can get a little, little healthier while they figure out what's up with Arrington. Um all right, let, let's turn it to uh to Boston. Um the uh And just what is wrong with the Red Sox? Um I mean it, it's clear it's their pitching. Uh, they were 14 and 12 at the end of April. They are 15 and 24 since then and their pitching uh and their defense um and their uh strikeout like they are 14th in strikeouts and offense 607 in strikeouts um only the Yankees are worse um but they're Earned run average are 13th in AL. Their starters are ninth. Their bullpen has not been very good. Um opponents are hitting 267 against them, but their BABIP is 3.15, which is 13th in the league. They've allowed 86 homers. Um they are just they're, they're I, I don't understand it because when you have Garrett Cole um and Garrett Cole's probably indicative of what this rotation uh has been. He had a he, he had a whip the, the last two years, a whip of 1.1 uh oh, 1.11, uh strikeouts and 179 innings last year in Boston, 13A record, 357 ERA. Uh had a ERA plus of 123. And this is where the defense probably comes into play here the most. Um, because his numbers, his his strikeouts are down. He's averaging uh, still over nine a game, still over one an inning, but 9.9. Um, his walks are up slightly, 2.5 walks per nine innings. His home runs are up. Uh, he averaged 1.11 or 1.1 home runs per nine innings last year. It's up to 1.8 this year. Um, his BABIP is up to 350. And that leads to a two and six record with a five nine three ERA, a one point four two WHIP, sixty nine hits in sixty and two thirds innings, ERA plus of seventy seven. I think you can lay this uh, almost exclusively at the defense, because um, their defense just is not good. It's it's not a good defense. Um, They, I mean, like Dave Allen is supposed to be a, like, you know, an excellent, um, fielder. Todd Kuhn is supposed to be an above average fielder. Um, their outfield, like Kevin Hunter's good. I, I, I can, you know, Kevin Hunter's good. George Springer is all right. He's all right. Not much range. Um, Seiya Suzuki does not have; he's not a good, good outfielder. uh, Which kind of begs the question because we're at two weeks before Sawyer Cleveland is is uh, presumably going to be healthy. Where do you play Sawyer Cleveland? By the way, Sawyer Cleveland went the Paul Arrington route last year. In twenty twenty you know, obviously twenty twenty one. Uh he had one ninety nine with seventeen homers. Um he had an OPS of six ninety six and an OPS plus of one oh seven uh in triple A Pawtucket, which by the way, they're not in Pawtucket anymore. They're in they're in Worcester. Try, as somebody who uh used to live in Pawtucket, um still salty about the WooSocks existing, uh although I hear their ballpark is amazing. Anyway Cleveland goes up to Boston because that 199, 696 OPS was enough to get him promoted. And then he tore the cover off the ball in his 23 games with the Red Sox with an OPS of 1.006, an OPS plus of 166. He had 297, 390, 615, 8 homers, 18 RBIs, in 106 uh, plate appearances. Um, And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt, Um, and, you know, he tore his labrum back in August 26th. Uh, He is um, due back uh, in a couple of weeks, and the Red Sox have to be wondering, where do you put him? I think it's obvious you put him in right field, even though he's not that great Uh, there. You know, like, he's better than Suzuki. He's, much, I, he's markedly better in Suzuki, but he's a better left fielder than he is a right fielder. And you have George Springer in left field, and George Springer isn't really good anywhere else in the field. So, their defensive issues, probably not going to get any better uh, with Cleveland returning. And then you also, I mean, I was going to say, what do you do with Jack McNeil? But uh, he's hitting... 197 307 351 I don't really think it matters at all what what happens to Jack McNeil when Cleveland comes back. I mean McNeil can go sit his ass on the bench. Um so I I think uh you know for, for Boston um the the defense has been a big letdown. Um I mean they have Betty Crocker's uh Cousin Barry Crocker, who is very buttery when it comes to fielding. You don't want to be buttery. it's not smooth. Like it's not. It's not smooth. He's not smooth. Um, it's not a good ball player. Um, not good range. Yeah, you know, I guess when you're like you know. When you're like butter, you kind of move like molasses. I guess. I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I just wanted to use a Betty Crocker reference. Um so Boston could probably lay their issues uh at their defense. I mean they're 13th in zone rating or 12th in defensive efficiency. Uh it absolutely speaks to the Babbitt issues. Uh like their pitching hasn't been good, but when you have pitching and like suspect pitching and questionable defense. Um that's a recipe for for disaster. Um also being ninth in on base percentage like offensively. Um being kind of a you know a power based offense in a park where it can be hard to generate power that is a problem uh being fourteenth in strikeouts. That is a problem being 14th in stolen bases that is a problem um yeah I think I think the issues for the Sox are are pretty easy to to point out here now you look at their schedule this week they actually they they do they're com- they they're coming off sweeping the the Mariners uh they had the most Jekyll and Hyde week possible in which they were swept uh in four games by the Angels, and then swept the Mariners on the road, which is absurd. Now, they have a chance to get right here, although it's not going to be an easy schedule. They do have an off day today. Then they have the A's for three. uh, They have the Cardinals for three, and they have the Tigers for three. They got a nine-game homestand coming up starting tomorrow. They do have a very good chance to get themselves uh, back on the plus side of things. But, again, with bad defense comes inconsistent pitching comes inconsistent baseball. Uh, let's go to Baltimore. As you hear me clicking, probably. But what can I do? Uh, the Orioles, 36-31. and 31, They're five games back. They're quietly a, a very solid team. Now, they're coming off a, a splitting a four-game set with the Royals. Uh, They go to Toronto for four tonight before hosting the Rays. Um, They are kind of the opposite of the Red Sox. Uh, Their defense is good. They are fourth in efficiency and zone rating. They are first in the league in strikeouts, first in the AL in strikeouts, I should say. Um, Now... I want to just go back to their defensive efficiency. They are ninth in errors, which is uh, a curious bit. I mean, at least like, you all know, the Red Sox are tied for 10th in errors, So like that's kind of on brand. Um, but you kind of wonder are like the O's. I mean, being not like, are they as good as, as advertised there? Probably, probably, um. Anyway, uh, the Orioles third in the league in the AL and Earn Run Average, third in WAR, third in Hits Allowed, second in Opponents Average. Uh, that two twenty eight, third in Babbitt Um, they do walk uh, a decent amount, which tells me that they are strikeout hunting. I mean, they they do lead the AL in strikeouts six seventy one. Um, offensively, it, it is masking an offense that. Currently trends poorly, Uh, 11th in batting average, um, 10th in slugging percentage, 9th in war. It's fine. It's not great. They're 11th in extra base hits, Um, 8th in on base percentage. Um, One thing about them that's interesting is they are last in the AL in stolen bases, but they are first in base running, which I have no idea how base running uh, gets measured like how you keep that stat. I don't I don't know. No idea. Um but they are first in that um when it comes to to offense, I mean they're not again they're, they're not really like a power driven team. Alfredo Morales is uh ha, has been their best offensive player so far. Um I guess I mean you could put Tyson Detmer as, as because he has the uh the highest OPS plus on the team at 146. You know if you look at at um and I guess that, that is based on a 921 OPS yeah Detmer's been their best offensive player um Morales has been their best contact player I guess you could say that um 296 average um so that that's yeah make it probably makes sense um but they're very much but like they and the Rays are kind of built the same in that the Orioles have three guys on offense who really make things go around for the Morales Tyson Detmer, Dave Tatum. Uh, Detmer and Tatum both have 16 home runs apiece. Uh, and I guess if you want to put Evan Longoria in there, even though, like, you know, his OPS plus is 124. Um, He's hitting 266, 397, 427. I, I guess you could count him in there uh, because he has 46 walks uh, against just 50 against 53 strikeouts. Uh, so yeah, I guess you got to put Longoria in there. The rest of it's fairly inconsistent. Um, like Luis Arias is, uh, uh, his OPS plus is 94. He's probably their fifth best hitter. Um they're kind of like, uh, you know, they're going to have their moments where they manufacture runs. Uh, and it's served them well so far, just like it has for the Rays, who we'll get to in, in uh, just a, a couple minutes here. Um, but with those two teams, you kind of have to wonder if, if if this is sustainable. Like, you know, they're, they're pitching. Um, we look at... Uh, Their rotation is okay, I guess. It's okay. Um, There is a weird outlier in Ash Russell who has an ERA plus of 131. Um, He's given up 68 hits in 70 innings, just eight home runs. Uh, He struck out 61, walked 15. He's 0-6 with a 3.47 ERA. Uh, I mean, sooner or later, he's going to get wins. But at the same time, like uh, Hector Hernandez is 5-4 and four with a p- 4.62 ERA. Uh, teams are hitting 265 against him. He's going to plus a plus 98. He, he's league average. Um, Sixto Sanchez is okay. Not not great. 4-3, F- uh, and three, 5.17 ERA. He has an ERA plus 88. His FIP is 483. So it's, it, it, it's pretty much like, trending pretty consistent, like, on-brand. If I look at Russell's, I mean, his FIP is 3.64. Like, it's... He is what the stats say he is. But the 0-6 doesn't make sense. But also, um, like, Chris Conkey, uh, um, his FIP, 4.41. He's 5-2 and two with a 4.22 ERA. He has a 108 ERA+. plus. Like, they're... Their rotation right now is very average. It, it, it's very average. Their bullpen has been great. Wes Clark, like West Clark has a claim to being the best reliever in baseball. Now, this is very anecdotal. I don't have the, you know, I haven't looked at relievers to see like the most dominant ones, but Wes Clark has given up 19 hits. In 33 innings, he has walked nine. He has struck out 64. WHIP of a 0.85. Um, he is striking out on average 17 and a half batters per nine innings. That is absurd. He struck out two thirds of the batters that he would face in a nine inning game. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Um, and when you have four quality pitches like he does, um, yeah. I don't know if anybody thought that, like this breakout would happen. Like his movement, um, is, is very pedestrian. Uh, but his fastball is such. I mean, when you are throwing triple digits, your your doesn't always necessarily your, your movement doesn't really matter. Um, they've also got Rod Cunningham, middle relief guy, who has given up fourteen hits in forty three and two thirds innings. Just fourteen hits, not a home run this year. Now he's walked 23 guys. Um, but teams are hitting 097 against him. That's preposterous to be hitting 097 against a guy who's logged in 43 innings. Like that's not exactly small sample size theater. You know, like over the course of the season, it's really not. Um, Andrew Wilson, guys are hitting 186 against him in 44 innings. Uh, ben Toder guys are hitting 146 against him in 30 innings. Like, it, there's enough here that their bullpen is quite legit. And once they get to the bullpen, um, I mean, at least like the back end of it, like you got Juan Romero who's not exactly doing great. Josh Hodges, uh, not really doing a, a great job there but you, you get a, you get to the guys in the in the middle stages of the game if they can get there with the lead it it seems to be kind of on lockdown and that that's been the way the Orioles have been winning games it's also been the way that the Rays have been winning games um by the way the, the Orioles this week um be, oh, I, I did say that they're at Toronto and then they host uh, the Rays um so we look at the Rays. Uh, who are 39 and, 27, and I have um long said that they're they're fraudulicious. fraud-ulicious. I, I guess I could say that right. They're fraudulentastic. How about that? Um, by the way, they're off today, they're at the Yankees for three and then at the Orioles before hosting the Yankees and then hosting Pittsburgh. Um, it, it has been said that if this team Uh, Could get past this past week, um, in which uh, you know they were at or they hosted St. Louis and then went to Minnesota, um, where overall they went uh, four and three over the last week if we're counting last Sunday, um, but they lost two at home to St. Louis, which uh the they lost two nothing in ten innings on Wednesday before. Uh, winning seven6 in that ridiculous 18 nothing game um if they could have gone past this past week in reasonable shape and I bet they probably want that that two nothing game back um as well as a 2-1 walk-off loss in Minnesota um they would be sitting really pretty going into um this next stretch drive now granted Baltimore and Tampa will be um a, a battle of, of Uh, Spider-Man staring at one another, pointing at one another. Uh, The Rays are the best by efficiency and zone rating. They're the best defensive team in the American League. Uh, They are second in ERA, uh, fourth in starter ERA, second in bullpen ERA. They are second in runs allowed. They're fifth in war, which tells me that they're pitching a little bit above their pay grade right now. Um, Though... They did get off to really rough starts with their top two starters uh, in Hunter Johnson, Hujo, as he is called, widely around the league, and Garrett Griffith. Uh, their second in home runs allowed. Uh, they don't strike out too many guys. They're 11th there. They're 13th in walks. That is a problem. Um, but they're Babbitt. They're second in Babbitt. And that tells me that this is very much a pitching and defense team, Um and that, that's what they want to be. that That's what this administration wants the Rays to be. I think it's come a little sooner than they thought it would, um, which has been the reason that they have made a couple uh, more win-now moves. Um, but like Hunter Johnson now, he's 7-3 with a three-four-eight ERA and a whip of 1.09. He was not doing well to start the year. I mean, at the end of April... At the end of April, he was 1-3 with a seven one one ERA and a 1.64 whip. Uh, in May, he went 5-0, 1.10 ERA, a whip of .80, and he's gotten better so far in June. Now, granted, his ERA is a little bit up, 1-0 with a 2.35 ERA in 15 innings, but his whip is .72. He is looking like a Cy Young contender, not front runner, but contender, um... If you throw out April, he, he's probably the front runner if you throw out April. Uh, Gary Griffith, um, also, same exact thing, his April. He was 2-2 two and two with a 4.20 ERA. His whip was, was good at 1.17. In May, he went 3-1 and one with a 3.90 ERA, 1.48 whip. In June, so far, 2-0, 0.61 ERA, 0.89 whip. Now, that's in two starts, but he's been electric- and when you have that going uh, every five days, including Tyson uh, Oswald, who has been also really solid uh, as of late, um, he was very mediocre um, in terms of like ERA. His whip has been really good. He's had a sub one two e, uh, whip in both April and May. Uh, and maybe it's just a, a thing of uh, now this results are starting to follow. Um He's been um, great so far in two starts in June, one 0 0.63 ERA, one point one two WHIP. I mean, he's been consistent. Uh, the issue for them is the the fifth starter question and whether or not Tristan Beck can do that. You know, they traded um, Miguel Leon to Pittsburgh. Tristan Beck was the big guy who who came back. Um, and he had two starts. Now granted one of them came when he was uh when he was hurt. Uh we don't need to discuss how he got hurt. You know, we, we don't need to to do that. By the way, if there is any change in the quality of this, well my um my laptop decided to reboot on me. And thankfully it saved. Um Anyway, uh, going back to Beck, um, he, in those two starts, in those two starts, and I got to just pull this back up again, um, two no decisions, but he gave up seven hits in five and a third, but he had nine walks. Now I'm guessing that the major issue there was... The, the blister that he had that caused him to be out um uh before he was able to pitch for the Rays. Um but that is an, an issue. If you're the Rays going forward, are you going to give him another opportunity um to, to start and and I mean I would say that they they probably do, but like if he can't do that, that is very problematic because the Rays have a huge log jam with their their bullpen at the very least. Like their bullpen is pretty absurd. Their their bullpen has been ridiculous, um, in spite of Carlos Mesa. And maybe that's why it's happening and Mesa goes back into the into the rotation. Um he has not been that great as a, a closer. He's two and four with eleven saves, a four four three ERA, um, a one point six one WHIP. Um, he's been a lot better recently, I, I think. I'm actually not. No, he, okay, I, I take that back. He really hasn't. He's been kind of meh most of the time. I mean, it, it might just be a thing where he ends up just going back in the rotation, and they sort of. Um, uh, pinch their nose and, and deal with it. Um, you know, kind of like what they're doing with Shelby Miller right now. Um, but they have some issues in their rotation. Um, they've been able to patch it with, like, a sprinkling in some Jeremy Benson here and there. Um, you know, he's been, as a starter... Uh, he's 1-0 with a 2.50 ERA and a 1.06 whip. Um, you know, he might end up being a guy. They've got some guys in the minors. Again, there's a big log jam in the minors. Um, that maybe they end up getting getting some run, like, and, and maybe Kevin Clancy joins the rotation like the coaches really, really want him to, or at least like there's been discussion about that. Um, you know, but but they do have some some questions. And then just like um just like Baltimore, their lineup issues. Now they're a little bit better in their their lineup. Like uh William Gray is likely an all-star this year. Uh Alex O'Connell is going to be an all-star this year. Like Gray's hitting 286. Um with a 817 OPS, a 126 OPS plus, Uh, he's got 11 homers, 35 RBIs plus 15 steals, um, against in 18 attempts. Um, O'Connell hitting 289, 367, 596, a 163 OPS plus. He's got 20 homers, 40 RBIs, which speaks to the issues that the Rays have of having guys on base and getting those guys home. Um Nathan DeRemer uh is the only other one with double digit home runs uh 243 310 450 for him. Um he's really cooled off after a hot start 10 homers 36 RBIs. Um they're relying on uh two well three rookies, one a Rule 5 guy Nick Prado. Um Nick Prado has been uh good, he's slumped lately. He's currently slumping. Um, his OPS plus has just dipped under 100. Um, you know they have O'Neill Cruz, so I guess qualifies as a rookie still. So I guess a fourth rookie, Brady McConnell's come up in place of Leon. Um, you know he's hitting league average, which is probably as good as could be expected. Uh, they have Kate Cahill, who they traded for. Um, who he has uh, done very well since coming over. Uh, he's hitting 333 with with Tampa so far. Um, with a 986 OPS plus, um, I would, and, oh yeah, they do have another rookie. Like uh, Shep Rose just came up, uh, to take like to, to share catching duties with Devin Masarocco. They have a lot of youth, uh, in this lineup. I mean, tons of youth. I mean, Jared Kalenic, um, you know, he is just passed to, he hasn't played, um, a full year of games yet in, in the pros uh, there. You know, like there's going to be some major pains for this team. That's why I say they're, they're frauds. Like, yeah, the pitching defense is going to keep them there this year, I think. Um, And has the raised administration where they said that they were not going to make moves to try and win now this year. It's going to be harder to deny that as this goes on if the Rays continue to play near 600 ball because, um, you know, you want to get into the playoffs and if you have the opportunity, like, you do that. Um, I don't think they're going to make moves which are strictly win now. Like, the the Cahill move um, was... Uh, a move I that bettered the organization uh completely because he fits exactly what they're trying to do um and he's extremely versatile um in in terms of like his defense so he can play anywhere in, in the outfield and do so extremely well um but they're so young that I just cannot foresee a situation in which their offense sustains them enough um, to be a, a to be this, to be whatever they are now, um, which is a team that is playing over its head. I, I think we can uh, agree on that. that They are playing over their head. Um, but being a game and a half back of Toronto at this stage um, is pretty impressive. I'm not not gonna lie, it is impressive. Um, Toronto has a big opportunity to maybe uh you know to, to get some wins. I mean, they face Baltimore, but then they get the Yankees, and then they go to the White Sox uh next week. Um they have some some major opportunities here to really distance themselves, though they have not been that great since really uh doing great in April 18 and 9 in in April they are 21 and 16 cents um they're fourth in the league in the of 4.08 they're second in starters ERA they're ninth in bullpen ERA which is uh you know they're they're the opposite of Baltimore uh they're also not that great defensively they're they're 14th in zone rating negative 9.6 they're eighth in defensive efficiency uh, if we look at the errors, uh, they're second in errors. So, you know, that, that zone rating and errors, like it doesn't always lend itself to, um, I, I don't know, to uh, being compatible with each other. I I, I guess, I, I don't know. Offensively, they've been great. You know, they're, they're fifth in war. Um, you know, they're fourth in Woba. They're, they're fifth in batting average, third in on base. Fourth in slugging. I mean, fourth in OPS. Um, They walk more than anybody in the league, in the American League at the the least. Uh, They're tied for fourth in strikeouts. Like, they're really, they're also third in base running, uh, eighth in stolen bases. Like, they are overall, like, I mean, they're the best offense in the division. And, uh, I mean, that can be uh, Braulio Pardo, uh, MVP candidate, potential. Like you know, inner circle candidate OPS of 1.022, OPS plus 176, 321, 426, 595, 16 homers, 46 RBIs. Uh, Don Winston, who is having a excellent season, probably the best of his career. Um, you know, 310, 352, 592, 13 homers, 34. RBI's, uh, 152 OPS plus, which is right up there with his first year in Toronto when he got when he got traded uh, from Cleveland, um, back in what was it 2018? Yep, 2018. Um, he's been excellent. Uh, Josh Wilcox hitting 329, 414, 521, uh, OPS plus 154. He has a BABIP of 384, which Makes me wonder how sustainable he is right now. I mean, Pardo is 340 on his BABIP. Winston's is a 373. You got to think that those guys are going to come down a little bit. Um, but, I mean, Wilcox is a proven hitter. Um, Giancarlo Stanton is hitting 243, 339, 495. Uh, 15 homers, 38 RBIs. Um, like, they have like solid hitters up and down that lineup. Granted, it does get more hit or miss after the top four. Like those are the top four guys in the lineup. So they have a mini murderer's row. Um, but after, I mean, there, there's still some guys that are that are hitting, uh, you know, fine. Andrew Douglas hitting 320 in a reserve role. Um, Brandon Brownwell uh, has uh, an OPS plus of 105. Gabriel Gonzalez is that 119. Like they're not they're not like terrible. Like they're 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 serviceable guys. Of course the, the big story with uh with this team um where is he? Uh Sean Gilmartin, who is uh eight and two um with Toronto. Uh he's fifteen and three since joining them uh last season. When was he traded? He was traded at the deadline. So, uh, not even a full season worth of games yet. And he's 15 and three, um, with, uh, what is it? A 2.61 ERA. I mean, he's looking like he was in his prime with the Phillies. Um, you know, when he won a Cy Young in 2016 and, and was in contention in 2017 and 2018. Um, He's turned back the clock, on on. Like his ability to perform, uh, definitely like in a more hit, hitters ballpark. I I think at least I mean is Toronto a hitters, hitters ballpark? Um, looking at yeah they are they they are, it's definitely more of a hitters ballpark, especially uh, when it comes to home runs. Um, definitely more of a hitters ballpark. Um, so he's pitched, uh, amazing. Um, he is a Cy Young. Um, I mean, probably top five guy right now. I, I don't know who the top five, like I know Erickson and, and, um, Singer, um, Gil Martin, Hujo. uh, honestly, I don't know after, I don't know after that. I, I have to research more. Um, but, Tim Lincecum has been good. Aroldis Chapman ha- has been uh, pretty solid uh, for them. I mean, Lincecum, Lincecum is 37. All right, he's 37. He went 7-13 and last year with the Mets. I mean, the Mets kind of imploded. But if you look at it, he still... Gave up only 156 hits and 165 and a third innings. He struck out 202 hitters. Um, he was still like his Babip was 328. Like the Mets defense was was terrible last year. I'm I'm guessing. Um this year, with Toronto, you know, he's got a whip of 1.05. His Babip is 234, his ERA plus is 120 um he's been very crafty if you want to call it that um Chapman has converted from reliever to, to starter much like Paul Erickson uh it's going pretty pretty well maybe like his uh era plus is 133 which is up over last year his BABIP though at 342. And I'm guessing it's because, like, because he throws so hard um, when hitters make solid contact off him, uh, it's going to go somewhere. You know, he's given up 59 hits in 63 innings, um, which is not ideal and far from the 67 hits in 101 innings that he had in 2020 where he struck out 165 guys. Like, he's been good. I don't think he's been what Toronto hoped he would be, but he's been, he's been good. Um, the guy that I would probably be worried about, um, is Rayno Valette. I would definitely be worried about him. I mean, a 1.66, uh, whip and a three fifty nine Babbitt. They don't go well together. He has an era plus of 69. Um, which very much goes along with his uh two and four record and, and six five nine ERA. Um, if I can find his FIP. Uh not that. View. Let's see. His FIP. I mean, his FIP is better. It's a four nine two FIP. His FIP minus, which I'm guessing is kind of like his ERA plus. It's a one oh eight. So uh maybe he would be pitching. Like, he's pitching a little bit better than the stats, say. But he hasn't been great. And the issue with the Blue Jays is they don't really have an avenue toward replacing that. I mean, granted, you get to the playoffs, you're only going with a four-man rotation uh, in, in all likelihood. But outside of trading Austin Hendrick, which I don't think the Blue Jays would do, and also I'm not sure that he would fetch... Everything they they would want, um, they're kind of just who they are. You know, they they don't have anybody who is ready to come up. I mean, you could look at uh, Brennan Hannafy, though he's been terrible in Buffalo. One point five four whip, eighty hit. Uh, I'm sorry, ninety hits in sixty nine and a third innings. Um, you would think that I mean, I guess with him it's he's only throwing ninety two to ninety four, which is not exactly conducive for consistent production um, he's the only one who who's really able to come up and and even give them some sort of 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 work um so. They're kind of just who they are, which could be problematic if, you know, they get into August, September where they need to have consistent outings from their back-end guys. Now, granted, they're, they're fortunate that neither Tampa nor Baltimore have great rotations, like great deep rotations, though so I would think that Tampa could could really mount the challenge if they can get around, um, you know their their Shelby Miller, uh, Kodai Singa, um, potentially Carlos Mesa issues, where they get guys like Tyler Dyson or um, uh, I think it's Andrew Abbott down in AAA who, who's really pitching well for them, um, you know if they can get some of those guys up, or if Tristan Beck becomes the the starter that they are hoping he would when they traded for him, uh, then things can get really dicey for Toronto. But for now, I don't think that they're going to have, um, too much of an issue. I mean, granted they are the most complete team in the division, uh, right now. Um, so that's, what's going right and wrong with the AL East, uh, tomorrow, if my laptop does not crash, uh, though it's safe. So I, I think I just jinxed it. Um, We'll take a look at the NL East um, or some other division and just try and, like, I don't know, you know look at the NL West. I have no idea. I, I don't know when we're going to do these things or, or when I'm going to, you know. We'll do something else tomorrow. All right. I hope you uh, you enjoyed. We're actually uh, nearly nearly an hour. It, it really does go by quick. It's pretty ridiculous. All right. Um, so for whatever this is, uh, for MLB Pro Radio for. I don't know. I I have no idea. Uh, This has been Comey. Thank you for listening. Um, As you can hear, a truck presumably go right past me. Hopefully not, but I have no idea. I'm just, I'm right near a window. Anyway, uh, have uh, a wonderful, whenever this is, wherever you are.